Philippians 4 and 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. As I was reading this, I always like to go to one of my favorite apps, which is a commentary app called Enduring Word. And as I was reading this, I saw something that was just so profound and beautiful to me. The, um, the commentary by, I believe the guy that he is quoting is, is the name is called Spurgeon. His last name is Spurgeon. And it says this, what is God's peace? The unruffled serenity of the infinitely happy God, the eternal composure of the absolutely well-contented God. What? That is, let me tell you, that level of depth can only be experienced in what this brother just said. I'm going to read this again. What is God's peace? The unruffled serenity of the infinitely happy God, the eternal composure of the absolutely well-contented God. And I had to look this up real quick. And I said, well, what is serenity? I, you know, I knew serenity meant calm, but I like how the, the dictionary says this. Serenity is this, the state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. Philippians 4 and 7 says that he gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. There is a level of calmness and peacefulness and also being untroubled that we can actually rest in, in God. And a lot of us, we don't experience this because we're scared to move or we're scared to do certain things. But there is a level of peace that God is calling us to do even in unusual circumstances. Let's talk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you for coming back to Conquer Me Podcast. This is Jennifer Jefferson. And I hope that you all have been enjoying every episode and those who are new, Thank you and welcome. Um, this is a place where we're going to learn about Jesus Christ. We are going to learn about Christ and how we can move and what does the word of God say about various things. But the only way, I want to make this clear, the only way for us to conquer ourselves means to, to let go of the old person or to allow the old person to, to be released. And some of us are like, look, I need that old me to die. Like I'm done. The only way for us to overcome that person is through Christ Jesus. We can do all the self-help books that we want, which are good and they're useful. But the ultimate person, especially as believers, as believers, we have to do it through Christ Jesus. We have to do it through Christ Jesus. I was listening to a short clip of, um, I think it's uh, Pastor YPJ. Uh, and I, I was on TikTok scrolling and he I saw a video pop up and he was talking about obedience and obedience being, it should be basically our form of success because success looks differently for everyone. Success could be your level of education. It could be your finances. It could be your relationship status. Success could be where you live. It could be how you look, how you dress, maybe a weight loss goal, whatever it is. Success comes in so many various forms for people as a whole, as human beings. But as believers, our success 
really does boil down to obedience to God. And that's what Pastor YPJ was saying. And as I was reading the first part of when I was talking to you all, what uh, Philippians 4 and 7 says, uh, that he gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding and that we will be able to guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Well, that peace will guard our hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. And the truth is, as I was thinking about that scripture and thinking about the other scriptures that the Lord wants me to bring up specifically within this podcast, I thought about this and it was like the Lord just revealed for us as believers, obedience equals peace. Obedience equals peace. A lot of us are without peace or we do not have peace with God because we are not obedient. What is obedient? It's just doing what God has required of you. It is just doing what he has said, what his word of God has said, striving. Now, here's the thing, not striving for perfection, not striving for that, right? Because that is a man-made idea. Because once again, perfection is just like success. It all depends on who you are talking to. It is about what that person sees and what they believe. But the word of God is the unifying um, thoughts and ideas for us as believers. We can all go to the word of God and see that the scripture says X, Y, Z. And that we need to follow X, Y, Z, because this is what the word of God says. This is what Christ has declared. One thing that the Lord has said is love thy neighbor. So I remember as a kid, I used to think my neighbor was physically my neighbor, like the person living next door to me. But I had to realize, no, love thy neighbor is everyone who is around you. <laughs> so if if someone is just standing next to me, technically, they're still my neighbor, someone who is nearby. And so I had to learn and grow. But these are the things that God is requiring of us as believers. So our obedience is a direct connection of our peace. So then I ask this question. If we are lacking peace, then what have we not done? What have we not done? I can attest. I'm raising my hand now. There are some areas in my life and moments in my life where I know I have been uneasy. I, I wrote, not wrote, excuse me. I read the definition of serenity and I loved how it was a combination. It said it was a state of being of calmness, peaceful and untroubled. There were things that I were just untroubled in. I had no peace. I was not calm in. And I can look back and say, because you were not obedient, because I did not trust in God, I did not rest in what his word says. Now, I'm not saying it's going to come automatically, but what I am saying is I stayed there for too long. Chad, I was tossing and turning over things when God was like, I already gave you what to do. I just need you to get up and do it. But I allow fear or anxiety or whatever, whatever it is to stop me in our thoughts of what would people say? A lot of us battle the what would people say? What would people say if I do this? What would people say if I launched out? If I read, if I start, if I go ahead and write the book, if I start the business, if I go back to school or if I marry this person or if I leave this person or whatever the case is, what would people say? 
their opinions. I heard this one pastor say this. He said, I got, I got saved two times. He said, I got saved from my sins and I got saved from people. And the first time I heard that, I thought that was the funniest thing, but it is so true. One thing that when we read the Bible and we look at the life of Christ, we can see how often he was unbothered by humans. He was so on the mission of God. He was about his father's business. He wanted to do what God had for him to do. And I want to read these scriptures. Matthew 13, excuse me, Matthew 3, 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, moment, heaven was open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son from whom and, and with him I am well pleased. Whom I love, excuse me, from whom I love and with him I am well pleased. That's in Matthew three thirteen and 17. As I was reading this, I was wondering to myself, why was John like so pressed on not allowing Jesus to be baptized, right? We knew that Jesus was always about the mission of the Lord. That's just from the beginning, from the beginning, when even when he it was so funny, when he told his mama, when she told him to turn water into wine, he said, woman, don't you know, it's, it's not my time yet. He wasn't always in tune with his father, but yet he understood the world that he was living in. He understood that I'm living here on earth and there's some things that you have to do here on earth that um, that is basically earthly laws. I guess you can say the best way to say it. And I, I have used that that example before about Jesus obeying his mother. There's a couple of times he had to obey his mother. And the reason why he had to, because then we can say, well, then if he doesn't obey, then scriptures like children obey your parents and the Lord. It just doesn't make sense. Then we can remove that if we say, well, Jesus disobeyed his mama, but we can't say that. So there's certain things that Jesus even understood that he had to do here on earth. He understood who he was. He understood that he was the son of God, but he also understood that I am still the son of man. I am still a descendant of man right? Who his mother was. So all of these things, Jesus understood what needed to happen. He understood the spiritual and he understood the natural. This is why it is so important for us to really, really follow and study the life of Christ. Because you see how he had this beautiful walk and yet he was tempted. And we're going to do a series about Jesus being tempted by the enemy. You know, the three temptations that happened after the 40 days of fasting, but how Jesus refuted it. And here's the truth of it. Each one of those temptations, they really have a major significance. It wasn't just the enemy just throwing stuff out there. No, they all meant something. They all had something and we can relate to those temptations, but yet we can look at Jesus and say, but Jesus had this strength 
to turn around and say no, even after being weak for 40 days. I mean, eating for four, uh, not eating for 40 days. So, you know, he was hungry. Remember, he was still a man. So he was still hungry. He was tired. He was probably weak in the wilderness. Child, who knows what that dog on wilderness looked like. But at the end of the day, he chose God. And he and God and Jesus keeps showing us examples of choosing God. And so in these passages of scripture, John was like, hey, what you coming to me for to be baptized? I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus said, I and, and I like what this I want to say is the NIV version or the NLT version where it says, let's do what is required. Let's do what is is required. Let's do, I'm talking to you, my brother or sister. Let us do as those who have accepted God. Let's do what is required. Here's the obedience. John did not want, some theologians are saying John did not want Jesus to be baptized. Is because baptism is only for those who were sinners. And he understood that Jesus was not a sinner. So why would a sinless Jesus want to be baptized? Why? And sometimes I have to remember, excuse me, I have to remember to look at the humanity of Jesus. Jesus being the son of God, but also the son of man. He understood I have to look guilty so that I can die for those who are guilty that he had to become one of us so that he could free us. John was like, what are you doing? You're holy. Jesus was so focused on the will. And I want to pivot to us real quickly. How many times have we not done something because how it may look? And here's the thing. It may just really off top for those who are wise. It may look like "Mm, that's not a good decision. Mm, That's not a good. That's not a good look right there. Don't do that. But the word of God says he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and he takes the weak things of the world to confound the strong. Jesus was on a mission. Some of us have missed our peace or we're not relying in the peace or we are not experienced the peace that surpasses all understanding because we forgot our mission. We forgot our purpose. I said this a couple of podcasts ago. I said at the end of the day, we can we can say a lot of things about purpose. But for me, for me to simplify our walk as believers. Our purpose is for the kingdom of God to be preached, taught, for people to come into the kingdom, however you want to phrase it. That kingdom, with the, what, the, what was the, the prayer that Jesus told the disciples of the perfect prayer, the model prayer? That kingdom come, that will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That is our job as believers, that kingdom to bring the kingdom of God down here for his will to be done here on earth. Because, see, he gave us dominion at the beginning, because unfortunately, the enemy has kingdoms here on earth 
And we'll talk about that when we talk about the, the temptations of Jesus, how the enemy tried to tempt Jesus. That's when one of the sins he talks about the kingdom. He told Jesus, I'll give you this kingdom. And Jesus was like, bro, what you talking about? He had to check him real quick. But there are kingdoms here that are on earth and we are being swayed by it, persuaded by it. We are being tempted by it. We are being consumed by it. all of these things because we forgot our mission is to bring the kingdom of God down here on earth. That kingdom come, that will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Your obedience equals peace. Doing the will of the Lord equals your success. Whatever that will is, to the great commission, to go out, to go out. Some of us have not gone out in a minute to even proclaim the gospel. We haven't said anything godly-like or gospel-like, even if that's a word, <laughs> gospel-like, to our neighbors, to a coworker, to a friend, or even on social media. Child, Lord. And this is not, and one thing I never want to do is, is bring condemnation. My prayer is always that God allows me to, to speak scriptural truth that allows our eyes to be open because we have been tempted and persuaded and taken away by so many things that is not allowing the mission and the focus of God to come forth. When Jesus baptized and when, when I loved how, when Jesus says, look, we got to do what God has called us to do. He didn't say I have to, he made it. He brought John in because John's mission was to prepare the way for Christ. He looked at him and said, Hey, we have to do what God has called us to do. So here's another question. Are we being obedient, encouraging our brother and sister and doing what God has called us? to do or are we doing the things that humans thinks we should do I was having a conversation with one of my friends and so and I said look sis I said you know the the woman the the fleshly the feminine side of me wants to say girl you know go ahead and choke him a few times you know and I'm being funny please 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 people I'm not condoning violence sometimes you just want to go off but then I have to say, but wait a minute, what is God requiring of us as wives? What are we supposed to do as women? How are we supposed to restore our brother in Christ? Yes, they are a husband, but at the end of the day, he's still our brother in Christ. It's a very interesting place to be in. So all of these things. So when Jesus said, hey, we have to do what God has called us to do. He is pulling John into the process of walking and continue to walk the kingdom walk. Our obedience equals success. Imagine if 30% of Christians across, and I'm just throwing this number out, 30% of Christians across the world encourage each other to live biblically. Oh my word. Encourage each other to live a life according to Christ not according to their denomination or their sector of church, because unfortunately you see so many people and we really do have to pray for people who are raised 
um, or who attend churches where people are manipulating the word of God. People are using that to abuse people, to vilify. It's like all of these things, you know, there are cults that are, are literally created under the name of God, right? And they're using the name of Jesus to really persuade people into some craziness. So we have to really, really pray and intercede for all people. But I specifically wanted to put that out there for people who are caught up in some, let it be very legalist uh, churches, traditional churches to where they're just too far on the extreme or even on the other side to where they like, oh, well, we can do anything in the name of Jesus. Like there, there's a level of integrity that God is calling all of us to walk in. Now, does it look differently for all of us? Yes. But we can always go back to the word of God and say, okay, wait a minute. Should my life, my life should match up with the word of God. My way of thinking should match the word of God. And I understand that we are constantly growing and evolving, but are we encouraging each other to say, Hey, let us do what is righteous. Let us do what God has required. And when Jesus said that, that's when John was like, okay, let's get, let's get it done. I hear you. Let's do it. Cause I have to be, look, John was like, I, I'm assuming in his mind, he was sitting there thinking, well, this is what I've been preaching and baptizing people for was for you, for you. And at that moment, when he came out of the water, here's comes the spirit of the Lord. This is my son who is well, who is well loved. And I am well pleased. The voice of the Lord. Now, the Bible does not say that it was John heard this or Jesus heard this or was the heard audibly. Some people say that, you know, it was audible. Some people say it was just John heard it or whatever. I don't know. At the either way, the, the voice of the Lord spoke and gave confirmation of who he is and who Jesus is. So if Jesus can willfully say, I don't, ma- I don't care how it looks because I understand that there's significance in this. I understand that if I do this, I, can, I am literally doing the work of the Lord. And after he did the work of the Lord, the Lord said that he is loved and well-pleased. God loves us, hands down. We know that. John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But what about the well-pleased part? The well-pleased comes through having faith, doing the things of the Lord, walking with God, allowing him to be your God, allowing him to be your savior, having that personal relationship with God, that peace that surpasses all understanding comes with being in communication with God, communing with him, sitting with him, walking with him, talking with him. It is about the relationship. It's about doing the things that he has called you to do because what happens is the enemy wants to cause the war. If the Lord says, Hey, forgive such and such. Now here comes the enemy to provide Every level of temptation for you not to forgive such and such. The Lord says, hey, go back to school. Here's the enemy comes along and provides all of these reasons why you should not go back to school. And we know that anytime when there's any form of temptation that comes along, 
that it always pulls us away from the promises and the gifts of God, because there's different ways that God's peace comes. It comes in relationship with him. So it says like the peace with God, the peace of God, which is like a gift. So I can remove the peace of God from my life by not accepting his gift, by not accepting what he's called me to do. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. I want us to be okay. And this is for me too, to get out of what will people say? How Will it look, am I going to be successful in this? Am I going to fail? First of all, whatever God has promised, all of his promises are yea and amen. It is so, it is done, it is written, there you go. There's no remixing it. There's no changing it up. There's no watering it down. That's just what it is. But I see a lot of people And I have done it too many times where I am forfeiting my peace. And here's the kicker. And I want to say this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's like I said earlier, it's not about perfection. There are some things where God says, okay, I need you to do X, Y, Z. And I'm talking about, I'm on a mission to do X, Y, Z. And I'm doing it. And I'm not doing it in my timeline because, you know, I always give myself shorter time frame than what is probably makes sense. But I've realized that because I am walking on the path that God has called me to, even though it may not be complete, let's say the Lord said, Jennifer, I need you to uh, completely redesign your, your bedroom. I'm just using this as an example. Completely redesign this, your bedroom. So now I have told myself, girl, you got to have this thing redesigned by uh, in three days. You got to have the furniture picked out. You got to have this, 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 and this, and this, right? The peace does not come. And this is what the Lord had to show me. Your peace and your peace that surpasses all understanding does not come when the mission is complete. It comes when the walk, when you're on the walk. So the moment I started researching, the moment I went out and purchased the paint, the moment I went out and I do, it's like I continue to feel his peace and his guiding. I'm using a very light example, but I wanted to make it so light because so that we can all relate to. So it's something to where it's like, as I walk every step of the way, I feel his peace because I'm on the right direction. I'm asking him to come in with my process to make sure that I'm out of it. There are times where I've asked God, I said, Lord, I'm not quite sure about this. So I really need your peace in this moment to make sure that I I just want to make sure I'm doing this right. Can you give me your peace? I need your peace. I need to feel it. And if I'm out of order, God, reveal that to me, right? Because we can walk down a path and we can start off well, but then we get distracted for whatever reasons. And we started going a little bit to the left or to the right, whatever, for whatever reason. And now we're slightly getting off of the, the pathway that God has had. But I love what the word of God says. Thy rod and thy staff have comforted me. God has a beautiful way of bringing us back in line. We can hear a message. He can, we can, God can give us a revelation in prayer. We can read something in his scripture. We can hear a a simple conversation that bring things back into our memory. And God says, I got you. Don't worry. I just need you to keep walking and I'm gonna guide you. Keep talking to me and I'm gonna guide you. 
Lean not into your own understanding. Keep acknowledging me and I will direct your path. His peace is a part of him directing your path. Your obedience. Your obedience. It does equal the peace that you have in your life. And if you don't have any peace, and if you're like, my life is chaotic, I really, and especially this is if you are a believer. I want to uh, point this out to people who are a believer. I want you to really take a moment and reflect. Part of the huge thing that we are going to do here on Conquering Me is have a consistent time frame of reflection with the Holy Spirit. Lord, look me over. Lord, look at me. See what's going on within me. Search me, O Lord. This is something that the older saints would say. Search me, O Lord. Search me, O Lord. Search me. Pluck out anything that is not of you. Reveal the things that are not of you. All of these things, Lord, because I want to continue to feel your peace. I want to continue. Let me tell you, I was telling my friend this the other day, and I said, let me tell you, when you get to a place where you really understand the peace of God, nothing, I mean nothing, will make you go backwards, not even yourself. Because you know what it was like to taste and see of his goodness. You know what it was like to be unbothered and untroubled when a lot of things were going on. Walk in obedience. I really appreciated what Pastor YPJ said in that quick video. Our form of success for us as believers is obedience. That's what it is. We will be rewarded for everything that God was, has called us to do here on earth. We know that. But I want you to start really, really moving in faith. Really moving in faith. The word of God says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Remember I said earlier, he said about his son that he is loved and I am well pleased. I want to hear the Lord say that he is pleased with me. He is pleased with me, even here on earth. I know that when we get to heaven, for those who believe and those who accepted Christ, we're going to hear that's the prayer. Lord, uh, well done, thy good and faithful servant. God, I want you to be well pleased with me here on earth. What are some of the things that I know that he's well pleased with me? I feel his peace. I feel his grace. So I don't want to do anything to hinder that. It doesn't mean that God will remove it, but sometimes we can stifle it because we are not moving in the direction and in the power and the calling and the gifts that he has called us to or even using our gifts according to his glory. Remember, our mission is about bringing the kingdom of God here on earth. That kingdom come, that will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. I love you all, and I hope that you all have enjoyed something. Know that we can go beyond what anybody says or thinks about us. We can look at that example with Jesus being baptized. He didn't care. He didn't care if people thought he was sinners, if he was a sinner. He didn't care. He was like, hey, we have to do what is required. I pray that becomes our mission as believers. This year and every year beyond that, 
that we will do what is required. We will do what is righteous. The other version says we will do what is righteous, his righteousness. And that is my prayer that we do that. That is my prayer for myself. That is prayer for all of us. We are, we should be praying for one another, keeping one another lifting up in prayer. Let's stop scoffing and talking about each other and posting things on uh, social media that are not of God that brings division. Let's really pray for one another and intercede for one another. And if you really do feel that, amen, send somebody a DM and use scriptures. Like I'm just saying. Can, can we privately talk to people, even if they're not in state? You know what I'm saying? And, and here's a, a side note. If you don't have their personal number, maybe you just need to keep praying. Maybe you don't need to send any messages. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just something to think about, something to pray about. As always, we want to end with prayer. We're going to have two prayers. Pray for those who want to become saved. You're like, I want to be loved and I want to feel well, pleased. Well, here's the good news. God already loves you because like I said before, in John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is your opportunity to have everlasting life, to have eternal life and to be with your savior. Repeat after me, say, Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you have removed sin from me and you are my savior. If you have said that, you have believed that in your heart, you are now saved. We are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. We are so excited that you are in the fold, that God is your savior, your heavenly father. Please consistently turn to him. Go and find great resources that will keep you near the cross. Keep you at the feet of Jesus. My prayer is that you find a good church home. But Lord, I ask for a general prayer for all of us. For us to truly understand the beauty of obedience, truly understand the beauty of obedience. There is a level of peace that surpasses all understanding that you are desiring for your children to experience. But some of us are forfeiting it for, for whatever reason. But God, you give us opportunity on a continuous basis. Every moment that we are alive, every moment that we wake up, every moment we breathe, every second, every millisecond, you're giving us a moment to experience you. Let us experience you in this very moment, God. Our obedience, it pleases you. It pleases you. It opens up the windows of heaven so we can hear your voice. And we can say and know that we are loved and well-pleased. We can hear and feel your presence, but our obedience and our disobedience is blocking that. You are creating and you have continued to create opportunities for us to live in the fullness of you here on earth. Lord, allow us to have that passion and that tenacity and that desire just to live fully with you while here on earth and give us the courage and the boldness to do the things that you have called us to. Lord, I thank you for your spirit of grace. Even when we have fallen short, you will allow us to experience your grace and give ourselves grace as well as giving others grace. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we honor you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen. I love you guys. Please uh, subscribe, like, download, whatever it is. Continue to build this community. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Speak to you next week.